Hello. Thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Welcome to Live, Learn, Love, Lead, the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. I'm Pastor Farina. Hi, this is Danielle. Thanks for joining us this week for our authentic wisdom look through the book of Proverbs. We are going to finish up Proverbs chapter 14, and we are in verse 33 and 34. Again, another couple of interesting verses, and we hope that God speaks to your heart today. Yeah. Verse 33, wisdom rests in the heart of a man of understanding, but makes itself known even in the midst of fools. Yeah, an interesting little side note. We've talked a lot about, you know, wisdom and understanding and knowledge and the difference between a wise person and a foolish person. So we don't need to take a long time on verse 33. I simply believe that the wisdom that Solomon and the writer here of uh, Proverbs and what God is giving us for authentic wisdom in our life is that Wisdom, authentic wisdom, is stored up or deposited in our heart the more we learn and grow in understanding. The more knowledge we get about the facts and the information, and we understand all sides and angles to different things, what we should do is store it up or or deposit it in our heart. And you, just like when you deposit money in your bank account, you deposit it so that you can withdraw it when you need it. And so what he's saying is a wise person stores up knowledge and understanding, and then they hide it in their heart, they keep it deposited, they keep it there safe until then they wisely know what's the proper time, what's the proper place, and what's the proper person should I then withdraw this wisdom and use this wisdom. So it's knowing when to be wise, who to be wise with, Proper time, proper place. And you know as well as I do, you could say the right thing, but if you don't say it at the right time, the right person, the right place, it could have the adverse effect. And so the wisdom here is let's store up knowledge and understanding so that we'll have it available to us when we need it in those times to help someone. That's good. I feel encouraged even by the second half that wisdom makes itself known even in the midst of fools, that even when I'm being foolish, that the Lord in his mercy... um, He's still going to try to speak wisdom to us, and I find that encouraging. In other words, if our heart is in the right place, God could even take our simple way or maybe Mm -hmm. not the complete way of explaining something to still help somebody in their Mm -hmm. time of need. Yeah, that's a good point. Because none of us has pure wisdom. Only God can Mm -hmm. do that. And you know as well as I do, sometimes we'll say something and it doesn't quite come out the way we want it or exactly the right way. But someone will still say, okay, that makes sense and might be a help to someone in their life, even in the midst of fools. So let's store up as much knowledge and understanding and wisdom so that we're ready to give a word in season and time when we need. Yeah. And then verse 34, uh, we'll probably spend more time on this one. And it's a powerful verse, an important verse. It's one of those verses that we should take notice of and really underline and mark. And not just as individuals, but as a country. Mm -hmm. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Wow, what a Mm -hmm. statement. Righteousness, doing what's right, doing what pleases God, Mm -hmm. exalts, lifts up a nation. And I think we can all agree that America has seen much of its blessing and prosperity because we did from it our inception, despite 
the attempts to rewrite history was founded in biblical principles and on biblical things and on doing what's right and honoring God. And when a nation honors God and pleases God, they'll be exalted. Mm -hmm. And then we also can see that a nation is torn down and we're seeing some things happen over the years and can't say it just happened today or yesterday, but over the years we've seen a steady decline in certain morality and certain issues in our country and it has affected this nation and in many ways it has brought reproach and has brought this nation to the lower standard than what even we want and what I believe even God would want for America. Yeah, that's good. Righteousness exalts a nation. And so it's just interesting to consider this and, and what that means. What does what does it mean for righteousness to reign in a nation? And Matthew Henry, a famous commentary, he just gives some, some input there. He says it's impartial ruling. And we talked about that last week a little bit about showing favoritism to rich and poor, but like how we approach people in different situations, being impartial, not having favoritism. Profession and practice of virtue, that there is a standard there is a standard of what is virtue and what is righteous and what isn't. Public honor of religion, protecting virtuous people, and I would add to that maybe in protecting the poor. We talked about that last week. And then charity and compassion to strangers. Those are some things that, that exalts a nation to righteousness. And maybe we'll talk about this in a little bit, but um, all of the Old Testament gives us an example of Israel, of when they honored God, God would bless them and they would prosper, and when they didn't. They, they struggled a little bit more. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of frustration in in a lot of us in the country today. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just speaking for me, but I think a lot of people, to where it seems like right has become wrong and wrong has become right. And and I think we're, we're, we're frustrated with that. We, we realize that, you know, righteousness should be exalted. Righteousness mm -hmm. should be applauded. When people do the right thing, they should be honored for that. And, and there should be good that comes out of that as opposed to defending evil and exalting evil. And I think there's a little bit of frustration. I think America needs to have a, a come to Jesus mm -hmm. and a come to God again and, and get back to the principles of the Word of God and do what's right. And if we will make right right and wrong wrong mm -hmm. and have a clear understanding, not that we're here to judge everyone or be uh, detrimental to that, but we should honor righteousness. And interestingly, I, I read that a courthouse in Grayson County in Sherman, Texas. Now, I'm sure there are other buildings like that. It was built in 1929. And that scripture, Proverbs 1434, righteousness exalt the nation, is over the door written and engraved in the stone of this courthouse in Sherman, Texas that was built in 1929. And you know what? I believe that that Scripture should be written in stone over the White House, over the Supreme Court, over governor's offices, over city officials' offices, over the mayor's offices, and over our homes. As Americans, we should all strive for righteousness because God will honor that and God will bless that. Maybe our society isn't honoring it, but God will honor it and God will bless it. And you're right. I think America can learn from the example of Israel and the nation uh of Israel in the scripture. Whenever they honored God and they did what was right, they obeyed God, they were blessed. They didn't have wars. They they were prospered. They uh, were able to help others. They were prosperous in every way. But when they disobeyed God and when they went away from the things of God, they were taken into captivity and they lost their uh, standing and they lost 
the things that made them great and made them strong. And boy, we could learn something for that. And listen, I know a lot of people have just thrown in the towel and given up, but let's not give up on God. Let's not give up on this country. Let's not give up because I believe there are good people and I believe uh, there is a remnant. As a matter of fact, I think there's a majority of people who really want to honor God. And I believe that if we do that, God will honor that. That's good. I think the question that comes to my mind is then how do we honor righteousness? How do we exalt and, and look to righteousness and to the virtues and the things that we've been talking about? Because I think it can be really easy when we read this verse to be like, yeah, America, yeah, this politician, yeah, like you need to be righteous. And they're all um, sides. We're not here right. to play political no, sides. Everybody, not, yeah. That's why I'm not yeah. saying like any name because we all, like whoever's listening could be thinking of the opposite person from the neighbor who's listening. Um, so how do we do that? I think one, we have to live that way. We have to, we ourselves have to live righteously, live an examined life, check our own hearts, see if we're living according to the principles of God, teach our children and our grandchildren how to do that. Speak with our neighbors and our coworkers on, on things of righteousness. And I'm not just talking on whatever the hot political issue is. That's not... I don't think that we live, I don't think that we pursue righteousness just through hot political issues. Yeah, because they'll change. <laughs> and they, Right, and that's not the majority of my life in the choices that I make towards righteousness or foolishness are not around whatever that one issue is or the issues that, that people tend to, to get riled up about, but that we share the wisdom and the word of God through the way that we live. Um, and then when those other conversations come up, then we have a platform of love and humility um, and virtue to speak out of. And then most of all, I think we humble ourselves and we pray, right? That verse in the, um, was it Chronicles? Second Chronicles 7, 14. Yeah, thank you. If we humble, if my people humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then he'll hear from heaven. So I think it can, And he'll heal our land. Yeah. And it'll st so I think it starts with us. It's not just like, yeah. Americans, yeah, whoever, like it starts with us that we humble ourselves, we pray, we live humbly before the Lord, we pursue mercy and justice. Yeah, it starts in the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, judgment and, and the attempt to be righteous has to start in the church. Yeah. You know, we can't look to Washington or Hollywood or right. other Moscow or any other right. country or any other uh, political party or system. It starts in the house of God. We have to live righteousness. We have to honor the word. And again, I think the standard has to be the word of God. Yeah. You know, because, you know, a lot of people say, well, what you think is right and right. what I think is right. It, you know, truth is all relative. You know, I, the, the idea of truth has versions. Well, look, we have to have the same standard and the standard is the word of God. It's not what you think. It's not what I think. It's not what my church teaches. It's not what this political party ascribes to. It's not what the Supreme Court even says. What does the Bible say? What does the word of God say? Not the White House, right. not my house, not mm -hmm. this church. It's what does the word of God say? If God gave us his word as the standard to please him and if we will honor his word, and please him, he will exalt us. And those are good practical ways, but it's got to start with us in, in that. And, and I know your heart, my heart uh, today is that America would have a revival mm -hmm. and we would allow God to again ignite and that good people and godly people would rise up, mm -hmm. not rise up to be uh, vigilantes, but rise up to be people of faith and people of truth and people who live by the word, have the courage to stand for the truth and not waver and live by the foundations of the word of God and 
as we do that, enough people do that, that will become contagious mm -hmm. and that will affect other lives. You know, there's always going to be people who are going to shout louder or other people who are going to attempt to tell us this is the way it is, this is the truth. But we need people to rise up in the church to speak the truth and to live the truth and to be the truth. And when we do that, God will honor us. It starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with the church. It starts with all of us. And God will honor that. And he will bring that. I love 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 tells us, that we are a chosen generation, we're a royal priesthood, we're a holy nation, that we're to show forth the praises of him who's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. At one time we were not a people, but now we are a people, and we at one time did not obtain mercy, but now we can obtain mercy. God has called us to be a chosen generation. Each generation has the responsibility to live righteous and to honor God. And we are a holy nation, and, and we can be a people again who stand for God, and we can again find mercy. If we failed, like you said, Second Chronicles tells us if we'll pray, and if we're all honest, we should all pray. And look, if maybe I'm not the one who is perpetrating unrighteousness or maliciously doing wrong things, but I think as Americans, we can all take responsibility and say, Lord, forgive us. Mm -hmm. Forgive our land. Let's take responsibility, and let's pray and let's let God use us and let's begin to do what's right and stand for truth and righteousness. That's good. Let's pray on that. Lord, we come before you now and we humble ourselves um, as brothers and sisters in Christ and those who are listening with us and praying together. Lord, we pray. First, we humble ourselves and we ask you to forgive us of our sins for ways that we haven't lived righteously, that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then, But then we we pray for our nation. We pray for yes, our Lord. city, for our state, for our country, for our mayor, for our governor, for our president, for the senators and the leaders. Lord, I just I pray that that the seeds of the word of God that have been planted in their hearts along the way will produce a harvest in them, that your love will be made known to them. And not just for our leaders, but for but for the people of our nation, Lord, that they will begin to turn and look to you, God. We ask for revival. We ask for a pouring out of the Holy Spirit and that people will come to you, that even though darkness covers the earth, people will be drawn to the brightness of your shining and will look to you, Father. And so we pray that righteousness will return and grow and multiply um, as we start with our own selves, our own homes, our own families, our own neighborhoods, in that and that righteousness will return and then exalt our nation, not for the sake of power or glory, but for, but for the sake of glorifying you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let me just leave you with one scripture. There's a New Testament counterpart. Acts 10.35 says this, God accepts, honors, favors every nation who fears, that is, respects and reverences him and does what is right. That's the New Testament verse, Acts 10.35 to Proverbs 14.34, Righteousness Exalts a Nation. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at BethelChristian-MI.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.